When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome back, everyone. I am back yet again with another episode for you all. It has been a little break for me because it's been spring break. So I've been trying to actually take a little spring break from the podcast as well. But I am back with a ramblings and musings episode, as you can see by the title. And the cool thing about this ramblings and musings episode is that I'm going to basically throw in a lot about all the dramas that I've recently finished watching, all the dramas that I are starting and that I'm currently watching, and also dramas that I think I had to part ways with. So Yes, this is going to be a long episode. So if you don't mind sticking around and listening to me kind of go through some of the dramas that are kind of on my mind right now and kind of just letting you know my thoughts about them and where I am with them, (laughs) then this is the episode to kind of stick around for. But again, it is a long one. So if you don't, I understand. I don't, I won't take it to heart, I promise. Um, But yeah, I first wanted to actually start with doing a quick kind of mini review of one of the dramas I just finished, which was Juvenile Justice. I finished it actually the weekend that it, it came out, the weekend that it dropped. But I took some time away from it because I wasn't sure what to do with it. I didn't know if I wanted to do uh, its own episode or if I wanted to kind of throw it in with something else like this. And I kind of decided on holding off and talking about it in like, a you know, a ramblings and musings episode because... What I have to say about it, I don't know if I, it needed a full episode. I was thinking about even doing a quick pop-off episode for it, but I felt like it was a little, um, I don't know, a little too negative and sad for it to be its own episode. So I wanted to kind of squeeze it into here. Um, but so bear with me. The first kind of thing I'm going to talk about is going to be juvenile justice. And then I have about nine other dramas that I'm going to be talking about this episode after that. So yes, a long episode is prepared um, for you all, but Hey, I think this is stuff we need to talk about. I think I got some things we need to talk about. So let's start with Juvenile Justice. So if you recall, Juvenile Justice was one of um, Netflix's kind of original K-dramas that dropped all at once. I think it was a total of eight episodes, I believe. Maybe it was 10. I can't recall. Um, But it was a short form kind of drama. So it was a shorter um, episode drama. And I when I kind of looked into it at the beginning about like dramas that I wanted, I was looking forward to, this was actually on my list. I was for sure going to watch Juvenile Justice. I have already admitted to myself that I am a fan of courtroom dramas. It's official. I think, you know, I bring this up every episode, but I think the devil judge kind of solidified that for me. But in the past, I believe I just have an affinity for them and I didn't realize it. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to love this. Um, But it is a drama that kind of centers around the juvenile justice system, which I thought was going to be 
super fascinating, super interesting. And it technically was. This was a kind of, uh, I think, a courtroom kind of uh, scenario that I was interested in kind of watching. (sighs) But I will say that after I kind of finished watching Juvenile Justice, I saw a lot of mixed reviews about it. And I didn't see these reviews before I finished it, but it made sense to me after I watched the drama and saw the mixed reviews because I was mixed about it. I kept going back and forth with juvenile justice and, you know, I didn't understand like what I really felt about it. So it made sense where I I kept seeing so many mixed thoughts or, you know, reviews. Um, But yeah, either way, the the thing that I think confused me most about juvenile justice was that um, when you enter into this drama and we are at the point where Korea is looking at juvenile cases and there's some protests going on about, you know, these juvenile cases and how they're being handled and how these juveniles are committing horrible crimes. And when I say horrible crimes, I'm talking horrible crimes. I mean, trigger warning. I mean, horrible crimes. And the, the, you know, the public, they are thinking that these juveniles are just getting off with a slap on the wrist, which, I mean, I think they were. Uh, So I agree with that. But then with the, you know, with this opening case, they had this drama introducing us to a horrible case where, again, trigger warning, it was a murder case um, and it had to do with the mutilation of a child's body after it had been murdered. So that's the kind of stuff we were dealing with in the very first episode of Juvenile Justice. And in the very first episode, that was jarring. I was not expecting that right out of the gate. And I'm going to be honest, that was one of the first things that rubbed me the wrong way about the drama. This opening case was so disturbing, only to then go into multiple cases throughout the rest of the episodes that weren't nearly as horrible as that case. And it felt like it was kind of baiting you with you know into this really intense stuff and then that was really as intense as it could have possibly gotten in that drama and I felt like you know it was very intentional that they started the drama with that such an intense case and I don't know if they needed to show such an intense intense case when all the other cases they had in the following episodes were serious ones or you know serious enough cases that, you know, that could have been the crux of the drama. So I didn't like that they started with such an, a horrible case um, that was just like way left field, way too, so jarring, only to then follow it up with cases that were just as, you know, serious, but like not as horrid, you know, horrible to, to actually kind of stomach and sit through. So I don't know why they did that. They could have just started with the kind of like their second case. Um, and it's really disturbing because they kind of just move on from that case, you know, and 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 I thought that was just I was it was too that was a case that was too intense to just move on after two episodes because how they set it up is kind of very um, episodic where you know only a few episodes you know focused on a few cases and then the next up couple episodes focused on some different cases. Um, but yeah, so either way, we're introduced to our main character, one of our justices and judges. Um, and she, she was uh, Kim Hesu. I, I, am I saying her name correctly? I think it's Kim Hesu. I could totally be butchering her name right now, but I want to say it's Kim Hesu. Uh, but she was magnificent. Um, her character was set up to be kind of like. Uh, she hated <laughs> juvenile um, cases because I mean she was a justice in the juvenile court system, but she would was 
very upfront about how much she hated um, juvenile criminals. She was absolutely, you know, they were not her cup of tea. And so it was kind of her her duty in her role to put these 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 juveniles in their place. Um, but we find out very early on that she's, you know, not heartless. She's just very um, ruthless, but she's not heartless. And of course, that stems with some, you know, issues that happened um, with her in the past. Um, but yeah, so move, let's let's kind of, let's keep going. Um, but I, what I think bothered me also about this drama was the way that it was very episodic. So you know, he had all these juvenile cases ranging from that, you know, super severe case to then some kind of lesser severe cases. Um, and then they also kind of intertwine our main characters into some of those cases. And, you know, that was helpful. So that kind of made the cases feel like they weren't just so like random and, you know, law and order SUV. Um, but it still kind of felt like that because you do really just move on after a couple of episodes. Um, and, and sometimes, like I said, I like that they were involved, but it could have been to a point where some of the cases could have dra- dragged out a little bit longer, I feel like. And I usually don't mind episodic if, you know, I'm not, if the cases aren't so intense. Like, you want to see this really play out and take its time. Um, but it, I feel like it was a little rushed in some of these cases. And it was very, um, I don't know how you'll say this, but if they would have just stretched it out a little bit more and gave a little bit more background in the on the characters that were involved or these juveniles that were involved in committing some of these horrible, horrible crimes, um, and then also going into some of the, the victims of these horrible crimes, I felt like that would have been more appropriate. And I feel like with the, how many cases they got through, they could have really narrowed it down um, and focused on maybe two main cases and maybe like a little smaller one in between those two. And, and they didn't do that. It was like, quite a few cases. Um, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Okay. Um, so it did at times feel a little bit like law and order SUV (laughs) or is it SVU SUV? (laughs) Sorry. Um, but it felt a little law and order and I don't know if that was fair to some of the characters. Like I said, I think the actors, the acting was superb. I like, I'm also talking about the juvenile, like, you know, characters those actors they were also amazing and I wanted to see more of them I wanted to see a little bit more of their story like how did some of these 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 juveniles get into these positions to committing such horrible crimes like you really don't get to see that and I'm not saying you need to justify or explain away the you know these horrible cases or these horrible crimes but I still feel like it would have just done more justice to the case that we were supposedly being you know exposed to and being you know really invested into so um you know um but yeah so they you know they moved on pretty quickly they wrapped them up in one or two episodes and it was just like yeah I guess I guess it's over (laughs) um but yeah uh and the other thing I want to say about juvenile justice um it was a little the way they wrapped the things up, like I said, because the cases felt a little rushed, it did, it was a very unsatisfactory, the way that they kind of set up the scene where like, this is the case that's going on. And then they would kind of give us like little flashbacks of like what, how the case, how the crime played out only to then reveal that that's not really how the crime played out later on at the end. It's kind of like, a you know, like, oh, this is what they thought it thought how it happened and then you find out not at all that's not how it happened um and I was a little 
people don't know it by that. I'm going to be honest. Um, so, you know, I just felt like there were things that they could have done to give the the characters more time that we can kind of ruminate a little bit more on these intense moments. They were too intense of crimes for us just to kind of like wrap them up in an episode or two. I'm going to be honest. I did like what they tried to do as far as like the main characters and kind of interweaving them into some of these cases. Like some of them, they were actively involved in. Um, and I did like how they did that. Um, so it almost made it feel like those cases were more important and thus should have give, been given even more time. Again, it, it wasn't set up that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also do feel like they had some good points though. There was a lot of... Um, moments that I feel like they were trying to explain as far as like, you know, this kind of philosophical concept of, you know, first you make these criminals and then you have to punish them, that, you know, concept. And I thought that was important to pursue. But again, they didn't spend enough time breaking that down and really putting that front and center because it's true, you know, these young criminals, like, how are they getting to this point? So it kind of like they would throw out like a little, you know, quick moment of like trying to address it, but then they never fully took it there or they didn't use a specific character or juvenile case to kind of really play it, play it out. It kind of was really quick. It was too quick. So I don't know. I, I, I thought it was okay. I'm not going to lie. The drama was okay. I wasn't completely bored or anything like that. Cause again, like I said, it was very intense. Um, a lot of these cases. So there was a lot going on. The courtroom kind of drama wasn't as dramatic as I thought it was going to be. And, you know, that's fine, I guess. Um, But I do really wish they would have gave themselves a little bit more time to explore a couple more cases a little bit more thoroughly so they can kind of get their points across. Um, So it was missing a lot for me, but it wasn't completely a waste of my time, if that makes sense. (laughs) I do feel like if they do, because this is also like how episodic it was, they could totally do a season two or whatever. And I think this is perhaps based off of a... um, webtoon webcomic I think so so I feel like they could absolutely you know continue into a season two and if they kind of beef up some of their you know cases and they don't just kind of rush through them I think this would be another one that you know like it would be good it would be good to follow like I said the main characters Kim Jesus main you know character she you know she's still there you know I think she could continue to you know provide Um, some kind of commentary on juvenile cases and continue to work through them. And I would not mind seeing that if they give us a little bit more time with some of the juvenile cases and go a little bit deeper in some of those characters. Um, But yeah, so that's my kind of quick hot take on juvenile justice. Again, you know, it was, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever watched, but you know, it was okay. It was okay. All right, so let's move on from juvenile justice. Next, I want to talk really quickly about another drama that I finished in the last couple of weeks, and it was Semantic Error. Oh my goodness, who has not, who has not watched Semantic Error yet? I just want to know. Please talk to me. Why haven't you? It's why haven't you? <laughs> oh my goodness, that it's definitely the kind of BL of the year for me right now. I'm waiting for another one to come in and kind of knock this one off at the top, but for sure, Semantic Error was it's it's the BL to beat this year. It was by far one of the most adorable 
adorable BL dramas that I've watched in the last couple, um, you know, I mean, last couple of months, because I've been watching BLs for, you know, <laughs> a lot of them recently. And, and I would have to say, um, this one alongside Light On Me um, is probably one of my top kind of Korean BL dramas for sure. This is so adorable. And funnily enough, Light On Me and Semantic Error are both Watcha's um, original kind of like BL dramas. Sorry, not original, but they're both based off of, I mean, Semantic Error is based off of a web that I ended up reading or I'm currently reading now because I'm so obsessed with those two characters. Um, but I gotta say, Watcha is getting it right. I think they know the formula for a successful and entertaining um, BL drama. And I think it includes, you know, having gorgeous and talented new actors, you know, front and center in your, your BL drama. And then the chemistry between those two actors that is just through the roof and so, so, so sweet. Um, and then a really simple story that just can be told without much hiccups and hoopla um, and where the focus is really just on the chemistry of these main characters. Um, and I think that's that's enough. That's all I need for my BLs, especially because of most BLs are in this kind of short runtime. I cannot stand when they squeeze in these really complicated stories in these, you know, seven or eight 20 minute episodes. Like that's not going to work. That's not possible. And it usually ends up disappointing me because I feel like they rushed something or they feel like they just completely they underdeveloped everything. And so if you can't do it, if the story is too complicated, to do and seven episodes and the episodes are only 20 minutes then don't do that story do something like <laughs> semantic error which was like again very very simple concept of these like college students who have this kind of hate to love relationship and it's adorable in the process like just so freaking cute so I fell in love I loved all the behind the scenes I was just completely fangirling over these two um so I absolutely absolutely recommend semantic era as like one of the top bls of the year so far i hope there's more to come um but totally totally adorable the only thing is i want a bl drama that isn't you know eight episodes or seven episodes like i want a bl that's like 16 20 episodes when is that gonna happen you know bl gl dramas like i'm waiting for that i really am but it was so good. Oh, it's so cute. It was so cute. And like I said, the story was not anything to write home about. Like, you're not going to, you know, think this was the most, you know, fascinating story ever. The most, and you know, interesting plot in the world. No, not at all. Not at all. And I didn't need it to be. And you don't need it to be. I'm telling you, the focus is on the chemistry of our main characters. And boy, was it on they were on fire. So definitely, definitely recommend if you just want to have watch something really cute. It's a really quick drama to watch. I mean, like I said, it's like seven or eight episodes. I mean, just mwah, chef's kiss. Um, but yeah, let me see. Oh, and next on my list, I this is going to a quick segue. I want to talk really briefly about another um, drama that I'm currently watching, which is another BL drama, and it's Cherry Blossoms After Winter. Yet another BL that is um, based off of a webtoon, and 
I have to say, this one is not doing it for me as much as Semantic Error, I'm going to be honest. And again, it's nothing about the plot. Like, I think the plot is simple enough. Um, and I think the two, our two leads are adorable, you know, individually. But I do feel like it's a little cringy. I don't know if this is the, just the source material. It's the story. The webtoon is just as cringy, but it's cringy. Like, I feel like my finger, like, fingers are curling and I'm always, like, a little, like, secondhand embarrassment in some of the a lot of the moments and I don't know if it's the acting that's doing that I don't really know but it's a little it's a little cringy for me again I think both of the actors are adorable I think they're super cute um and I feel like they're super cute technically together but I just feel like the moments they're so heavy-handed on the cringe and I just wish it wasn't that heavy-handed but again these bills are not technically made for you know my age group so I'm you know I'm being a little harsh on it but I am still watching it and again it's super short you know 20 something minute episodes only I think total of eight episodes and I think we're currently on episode five so yes you know nothing it's it's nothing against this drama I don't think it's the worst thing I've ever watched but you know it's a little little cringy it's just a little cringy uh, but yeah okay that's all I have for my BLs I think on this uh, let me see what else yeah that's all I have so the next drama that I want to talk about that I'm currently watching uh, just started technically but I'm caught up is Kill Hill yes I said when I was doing my other kind of you know what's coming up in uh, March thing you know I mentioned Kill Hill and I said I wanted to check it out. And I said that was mostly because I'm a sucker for when you have our kind of three, you know, women leads um, and kind of exploring them in their workplace and kind of in their elements and how that story progresses. Like, I'm genuinely, I'm genuinely generally always drawn to that. So I definitely was drawn to this. Um, and so I was nervous, though, when I first started the, <laughs> the first episode. I was like, okay. The opening scene, I was like, oh, here we go again, you know. I, it was a little cliche in the beginning. And I was just like, I don't know if I want to do this. But... I came back to it. I stopped it and then I, you know, took some more time and then I came back to it after some more episodes had aired. So I kind of watched um, episodes back to back. Um, And just general consensus, again, this isn't a first impressions technically because I'm not spending that much time on this, but I have to say, I think Kill Hill is good. I'm not kidding. I think Kill Hill is good. I don't know what happened after like like the first episode. I immediately kind of sat back and was like, hmm, hmm. And then the second episode came and I was like, wow, I think this is pretty darn good. I don't know. I think it's good. And I think it has to do with the way that they're structuring these three main characters. Um, You know, these lovely women, all, I mean, some of the best actresses out there. And... veteran actresses out there and I am just like the acting is top tier obviously and some of the characters like technically I feel like they're a little you've seen them before I don't want to say cliche but you've definitely seen the kind of you know you've seen some of these characters like for sure but I do think the way that they're positioned in this kind of home shopping network and this kind of concept of like home shopping shows that seems very um you know, it's, it should be, it should be sweet. It should be simple. It should be, you know, kind. And it's like really cutthroat <laughs> instead. 
I'm loving that. I'm not, I was not expecting that. And I and I I don't want to bring this up too soon because I'm going to talk about this drama a little bit later. But it kind of reminded me of what I was mentioning about forecasting when I did my first impressions of first ca- forecasting love and weather. And how I thought, if you're going to, you know, if the it's going to be an office drama where it's like, or like a work drama where the basis or the setting of this story is in this kind of company that we're following or this job that we're following these people in, you know, that's going to be a main point of the story. So we need to find that interesting. It needs to, you know, add to our characters um, and not distract my characters. It should build them up. It should support them. And I feel like when it comes to this drama, Kill Hill, it is doing exactly that. It is making this home shopping network kind of work environment just so interesting the way that they have made it not just like what I think you would have expected from a home shopping network I think they have made it a lot more like I said cutthroat than than I thought it was going to be and then to have like these main characters these three women at the you know forefront of that and having them kind of all different but very similar and I think that's what I'm liking about these three characters as well um Again, this isn't official, like, I'm not doing a first impression or anything, but I will just say I am four episodes in, and I have to say this drama is really, really good. I, I'm sorry. It's just really, really good. I don't know how else to explain it. Like, I just am interested. And they have, like, these, like, side characters that are also, again, working in this. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't want to compare it to forecasting, but, like... I'm just so intrigued by this network, this home shopping and like how hosts, you know, take over other host positions and like what, you know, what the industry looks like and who, you know, gets to call the shots on who gets to host what shows like they are explaining this kind of network and how it runs, how this this corporation runs. And it's interesting. It's not boring. They show us kind of watching the women, you know, talk about what they're, you know, going to be selling on the day for the day have like little clips of them you know selling and I like all of that I'm interested in all that but then there's a lot of behind the scenes kind of you know um mystery going on and I do like that there's a mystery to it some suspense added to it um again everything's not brand new nothing new under the sun obviously so there's some stuff elements that I feel like you've seen before and it's giving a little bit um soap opera Again, I like a good soap opera K-drama, so I'm not offended by that. Uh, but even in it being very soap opera-ish, I still feel like they're doing a great job with the main characters. They're even doing a great job with some of the background side characters. I, like I said, they're making home shopping so interesting. <laughs> and how do you do that? But it is. Um, and they, and now this is one thing I noticed. I think it was in episode three. Our main character, who is played by Kim Hanul, she is like this this show host at the shopping um, network who basically is having a fall from grace moment where she's basically just the bottom of the barrel all of a sudden after being on top for for a while and she just can't catch a break at this job and she just is trying her best to like not crumble and she's a mother of a young girl and she, you know has this husband who's you know basically taking money from her every step of the way and she has this moment where she hits complete rock bottom at her job and it causes her to kind of fall into an actual you know real depression where she does not move from the couch for days and you know and she doesn't move from her bed for days and the way they portrayed that scene 
you know, as a mother, because again, her daughter's there seeing her kind of move from the couch and her daughter's just like trying to like, you know, just tiptoe around her and just, you know, cover her up with a little blanket on the couch. And just showing that was done so well. And I just, I... I'm sorry. The, who, I don't know who's writing this drama, but I can see the way that they're portraying some of their women characters are just, I, I'm liking it. I'm liking it because that was really, to me, deep that they showed kind of this this mother like at the bottom, right? She's at the bottom and she can't give, she can't give anything else. And instead of it, them making it so that you kind of are mad at her, like you, you, completely understand her you're like I didn't want her to move from the couch either at, the, at some point I was like you know what you need to just sleep it off girl sleep it off uh, but yeah either way I loved how they portrayed that um and then we have um E. Hey Young the kind of she's like the big wig vice president of the home shopping um and she's kind of like you know she's doing some dirty work behind the scenes and she's magnificent Oh my gosh, she is so wonderful. So I'm already in love with her character. She's a little bit of evil. I don't know what else she's going to give. And I like that. Like, I don't really know. Is she completely evil or is she good? Like, I can't tell. I love that. Oh my goodness. So yeah, absolutely intrigued by this drama. Kill Hill. I'm already kind of invested and only four episodes in. Like I said, it's it's very interesting. It's very good. They're doing a great job with the story. I hope it doesn't kind of take too much of a kind of like soap opera dramatic turn where it's just like too intense but they're what they're giving right now I'm very pleased with very 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 pleased with um so yeah let me move on from Kill Hill because I can keep going on about Kill Hill because like I said I should have did a, <laughs> its own first impressions but I didn't know if anyone was going to really be watching it so I didn't want to just kind of talk about it to myself um but if you hear me talk about Kill Hill in this episode I say give it a try um, but yeah, the other drama that I started that only I've only seen one episode because, hey, just found out they're only airing one episode a week. Wasn't expecting that. Um, but a superior day. So I started it um, and I just watched the first episode and I think it's going to be eight episode also based off of another webtoon or webcomic. So, you know, we have a lot of those going on. And I have to say. This Again, it's nothing new. It's nothing new. It's a typical kind of serial killer story, right? The only thing I think that is a little different for me is that there is like someone um, who's basically hiring someone to kill the serial killer. You know what I mean? Like that's not normal, right? (laughs) So I think that's a little different, Uh, but it's very much a serial killer kind of story where you kind of get to see who the serial killer is right out of the gate. Um, Well, I mean... I think we all know after this one episode who the serial killer is, but you kind of get to know him right out of the gate and then it makes you, you know, uncomfortable watching him kind of interact with, you know, everyone else on, you know, all the other characters because you know he's a serial killer, like he's an actual murderer. Um, so it's always like you're, you're, you're anxious, you know? So it's giving something that you're used to if you're used to watching these kind of serial killer stories. Um, but I did enjoy the first episode. Was it disturbing? Yes. There was a very, some very intense scenes um, as far as like the, the murders that they showed. And they kind of, you know, I think Vicky had to blur it out or whatnot. And it was it was a little disturbing. I had to like cover my eyes for some of it. So that I will say be alarmed. But for a first episode, I immediately was kind of like, okay, I need to see the second episode again. I got to wait a whole week (laughs) to watch the second episode. Um, But 
you know, I mean, watch the next episodes, but I'll do it. I'll do it. I think this one I'm going to watch is only one episode a week. So, um, I think I can squeeze it in is basically what I'm saying. And again, I'm intrigued. Like the first episode kind of got me interested. I was like, okay, how is this going to play out again? Is I know it's, it's, you know, these type of stories have been told time and time again. Um, but I, I'm a little interested to see what they're going to do with this concept of like this guy having to find his daughter, but also the only way he can find his daughter is to find the serial killer. And like, who wants to go find a serial killer? You know what I mean? So definitely interested to see how this plays out. So that's the other drama that I started. And I think I am officially watching, you know, we'll see. I haven't gotten to episode two. (laughs) Okay. So now that I kind of updated you on dramas that I recently finished and then dramas that I recently started, I got to go back and talk about dramas that I um, started already and already talked to you all about. So let's start with Military Prosecutor Doberman. So I'm giving a heavy sigh here because if you are watching Military (laughs) Prosecutor Doberman, I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because I'm annoyed. Um, Then you know there was a scene and I think a couple scenes now I have to say where they portrayed some characters in lights that again were not very favorable to groups of people i.e. the the I mean and as someone who's been watching dramas for a long long time and not just Korean dramas this is something I've noticed in J dramas before so you know I this is not anything new to me but it every time it's just as infuriating and upsetting uh, but these kind of negative connotations attached to black foreigners black people and America you know as a african-americans basically when the, the the character goes to America and then all of a sudden they're they're mugged or robbed by black guys like that's literally what happened in military domain and I was annoyed and deeply 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 disappointed because I thought we had moved past this. I mean, after all these years and obviously not. And it's not just that scene that kind of just rubbed me the wrong way as well. I also, you know, noticed that they kind of, the way they portrayed, I guess like North Korean um, characters, like a North Korean character, another foreigner character. So like there's other portrayals of like foreigners. I'm putting, you know, air culture on that, that were, extremely I think offensive and so I was quite disappointed in military prosecutor Durman. I was quite disappointed um so I'm not sure if this is one that I will be continuing to watch um I was actually getting really invested into it and like I said I have I'm completely caught up because I did watch past that episode where that disturbing scene was in um And I, so then that's when I noticed that there were other scenes and other episodes that were just kind of like, "Mm, I don't like that. So it made me realize, like, I don't know if this is just its its thing that this is what this drama is going to do. And if it is, I don't want any parts of it. That's kind of where I am. And I don't know who's the writer or the director of this drama, but I'm not... I'm not a big fan right now. So, yeah. So that's where I am with military (laughs) prosecutor Doberman. That's all I got for you there. Um, I'm not going to harp on it. That's that's all I got to say. 
Um, another drama that I have on my list that I'm watching, um, and that is Business Proposal. So, absolutely love Business Proposal. Done, done. I'm done. That's all I got to say about <laughs> No, no, okay. I got a little bit more to say. So, again, I talked about, you know, Business Proposal and its own kind of episode with Military Doberman, and I had said that it is giving cute it is giving adorable it is very much you know it's it's so cute (laughs) and I have to say it's funny it's so funny and it's slapstick you know it's kind of like you know like they had the mistaken identity thing going on there for a while and technically that is done where we are in the drama to some degree because actually our main character she's still hiding it from um Taemu's grandfather but you know like there's still like the kind of hidden identity thing going on which I love I love that trope um but then we also have our our kind of other two um main characters who are like the the assistant to Taemu Sung and then we have Young So who is Hari's best friend and their little chemistry and little relationship it's just so 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 cute and I like how Taemu and Hari's like relationship is starting to kind of fall into place because the beginning I thought I was like I don't know if I'm I'm getting much vibes for their characters and I was like I hope that they're falling for each other isn't um I don't know rushed and I think I was hoping it kind of took its time since it's only gonna be 12 episodes so I think it's doing a great job with it so far and again it is based off of a web a web comic another web novel I think and so it has a built-in story so I I I'm just happy with it. I'm really, really happy with it. Definitely one of my kind of faves that I'm watching right now because it's funny, it's lighthearted, it's super cute. I'm liking the main characters and their little relationships. I think they're adorable. Oh my goodness, so good. And like I said, Shin Hari um, and Jin Youngso, like their friendship is so freaking cute. I think they're adorable. And I think Youngso's character is one of the like best characters in the drama hands down she is hilarious she is so funny I think she is so adorable and I think she you know she's like I I was surprised by her character because she's like a rich you know she's from a rich family and she decides to like kind of break off from her dad and like move out of the house and get her own place and like she's like now I can only I'm only she's like living you know off of her own money that she makes from her job and I love that I like everything about her little character is so good so definitely a good fan of her big fan of her and yeah I just really 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 love business proposal so definitely one that I recommend it's super cute and it, I think this will be a really fun one to marathon all the way through. Like, just if once it all finishes, like, knock it all out. Like, it's so good. Um, so, yeah, highly recommending Business Proposal at this point. So, so, so cute. Um, so, the other dramas I want to talk about really quickly are even older than those two that have already been airing for quite some time. Um, and that is 25, 21, 39, and Forecasting Love and Weather. So, let's start off with 25, 21. Definitely my favorite drama that I'm watching right now, hands down. Definitely my favorite drama I'm watching right now. 2521, I'm so, so, so pleased with it. In the beginning, the first impressions I gave, I was not completely sold. I'm going to be honest. I was a little unsure. It was a little rocky for me. And then all of a sudden, it just like took off. It was like by episode five, I was convinced this was like going to be top drama of, you know, 
of the first half of the year for me. So, so, so good. The characters, they just take your heart and just like hold on to it and squeeze it and won't let go. Like that's what these characters have done for me. Becky Jen, I love him to pieces. I know, again, I'm I'm throwing in some, some, you know, some controversies that I've been seeing around. I know there's been some complaints about, you know, the age gap relationship situation with Becky Jin um, and Hito. I know that's there. I even mentioned it in my first impressions that I was a little like, wait a minute, what's going on here? And I technically thought they were going to age them up and kind of showcase them at a different age, you know. Um, but his character is one of the sweetest characters. I'm sorry, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, but I think he's absolutely adorable. I love his struggle. I love his kind of perspective of like trying to grow up and yet being dealt like this hand where it's like he feels like he's, you know, crawling, you know, to get to a certain place where he feels comfortable and where he feels like he can do what he needs to do to be where he needs to be in his life. And I just kind of love seeing that, that climb for him. Um, and that is separate from any kind of relationship he has from Hito. Like, that's totally separate. Like, I think his character standalone without even that connection, I think is a wonderful, wonderful character. And Hito, she's <laughs> the sweetest. Oh my goodness. She, I was saying, I think I remember saying like how loud she is, but I think that's what's so great about her. Like her character, and I think this is something that Yijin kind of, you know, his connection to her. It's like, she's the one that you cannot ignore. Like once she steps into the space, like everyone gravitates towards her. You cannot look away from her. You can't turn away from her. She has something to, 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 to contribute to your life. Even if she doesn't know she's about to do that, she's going to do it. And I love that about Hito. I love that about her. I think she's magnificent as a character. Absolutely magnificent. Um, and Yurim, oh, she was in the beginning to me, supposing giving off a little, you know, villain vibe. You know, she's the, the mean girl vibe. But I even mentioned, I think, in my first impressions, like, even though she was giving off mean girl with Hito, when you saw her outside of Hito, she was really sweet. You could tell she was a really sweet girl. She wanted to, you know, she loves her mother, her father. She just wants to do right by them. She wants to help them, you know, support them any way that she can. Like, she's a sweet girl. Her relationship with Yijin is sweet. You know, like, all of that. You knew she was a, a kind, sweet girl, but something about her and Hito was just like this back and forth and this this fight. And even in that, it was still like you, you know, I understood it. You know, I kind of understood her fight against Hito. I got it. I really did get it. Only to then get later on in these, you know, most recent episodes and to see their actual friendship bloom and blossom and their connection grow. That was the actual love story for me. Like it was the sweetest, the way that they kind of allowed them to come together and be friends again uh, or be friends. Um, And it was just so good. So like, to me, that was the standout for me in the last couple episodes was like her relationship with um, Hido's relationship with Yurim. I love them. I love them so much. Um, again, I know there's some, some thoughts about Yijin and Hido and their kind of relationship. And I get it. I understand it completely. Um, but the characters individually stand alone, no relationship, you know, like that kind of romantic relationship kind of aside, they are 
amazing characters amazing so and they even fixed the thing that I was most annoyed about in the first couple episodes which was that kind of concept that Yijin had to be unhappy for the rest of his life because of something that his father did like no cut that out they fixed that they cleaned that up because they knew that was bad (laughs) but other than that 2521 definitely is up there as my kind of fave drama that I'm watching um, currently. And I think it's top, you know, it's the top of the first half of the year for me, for sure. 25, 21. And it hasn't even ended yet. So we're going to see how it ends. But right now, definitely one of my faves. And I'm going to definitely do a kind of final impressions of 25, 21, because I got a lot to say um, to go a little bit deeper about kind of where, what they really are discussing in that drama. Um, and it's just so, so good. Okay, so moving on. The final, we're almost done with this episode, I promise you. So the final two um, dramas that I want to talk about are 39 and Forecasting. So again, I started these right around the time that I started 2521. And out of those three, 2521 is the only one that has survived. I'm going to be honest. I had to let 39 go, not for reasons of this drama is horrible, this drama is bad, I'm bored, nothing of the sort like that. I don't, I know. I got to about episode four and it was after episode three, when I was, not even episode three, it was like episode two. I found myself after each episode needing like to decompress, like like emotionally it was just so much on me I felt myself like dreading watching the next episode because I knew what it was going to do it was going to take a lot out of me that I wasn't willing to allow it to take out of me I'm going to be honest that's how (laughs) how emotional I can get with stuff that I'm watching and consuming and I have to be cognizant of that when I'm watching things I have to be careful um, because what I'm watching can put me in certain moods in certain places. And 39 was one of those. It was putting me in a place that I was not comfortable being in. Um, it was just too intense for me. You know, the premise of 39 is dealing with something that I already said in my first impressions that I didn't want to deal with. And I thought because of how much I loved <sighs> Mijo and seeing my bae and <laughs> a drama again, like how much I loved it. You know, I, I love seeing him and I love seeing Mijo's character like I want to see their relationship and then her and the three friends and then when it kind of exposed what those three friends were going to be going through it was too much for me it was too much so I thought I was going to be able to stomach it I thought I was going to be able to handle it and I couldn't I just couldn't and I don't know where the drama is at this point as far as how it how well it's developing how good the story is still I don't know but at the point that I left it the story was still really really amazing um the acting of course character development amazing um but what I it was taking too much out of me so I had to let it go and maybe one day I'll go back to it I hope so um but I don't I don't think it's anytime soon. I'm going to be honest. I don't think it's anytime soon. So 39 has been dropped um, from my list. And I'm sorry about it. (laughs) I'm sorry because I really wanted to be someone who could make it through 39. I'm going to be honest. I always want to be that person who can make it through stories like that. And I'm not. I have to be honest with myself and honest with you all. I'm not. I try. I really, really do try. But I'm not. Um, So I had to let 39 go. Um, the other drama I let go was Forecasting Loving Weather. And this is because 
it shouldn't surprise anyone because I already had my hesitations when I found out who the kind of the the writing and the production like who was behind it I had already kind of turned my nose up to it I'm gonna be honest uh, so I did go in with a little bit of prejudice but then I watched the first you know two episodes and I was like okay you know there may be something here I really thought there was gonna be something there and then episode three came and the things that I was hesitant about in the first two episodes it stayed there and I was like okay I'm I can't do this then episode four I try episode four again I was like I don't think I can do this. So I found my, so the thing that I kept seeing, finding myself doing is rolling my eyes and heavy sighing and shaking my head at the drama at multiple points. And that's no way to consume a drama. (laughs) If you're heavy sighing at scenes and lines um, and moments and you're kind of shaking your head like, oh no, sweet baby, no. Oh my, oh, 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 bless your heart, you know, then that's, that's how I know I'm not supposed to be watching this drama. <laughs> I mean, I was legit rolling my eyes, multiple points. Um, and I think it had to do with the story as in, I didn't, I was not, they did not make their, the, the kind of setting, which was this kind of weather, <laughs> um, I don't even know, agency. And they didn't make it interesting. I was not interested at all. It kind of made it very scientific to the point where it was boring. It wasn't, they weren't throwing anything else in there to make it a little bit more interesting. People who don't know these concepts or whatever. Uh, And then characters. Oh my gosh. And you know how I am. Like character, like I can get through a, a kind of like quiet, simple, you know, overdone plot if you give me some good characters to work with and I wasn't getting not not any of them uh, at all so that I had to let go I had to let go of forecasting love and weather and I I almost <laughs> Song Kong I can't remember his character name in forecasting but I was at the point where I was like is it is it Song Kong you know <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm, I'm getting nervous. I'm getting nervous. I'm getting a little nervous about him. Um, I know he's Netflix's it boy. And I know they think they can throw him in anything and it should be good. But I'm starting to see that it may not be just the dramas he's picking. It may be Song Kong. I don't know if he can really, if he has the capacity to kind of like to to bring actual life to some characters and I'm starting to think that it, writing yes can be bad but like even with bad writing I've seen some actors come in and do the do the legwork to bring some of these characters to life um despite the writing not really being there I've seen it done so I'm starting to think he doesn't have he doesn't have it he doesn't have it um I know he's beautiful to look at, but I don't I don't know if he has it. And I didn't want to be the person to kind of jump on that train because I don't like to talk about anybody like that. But Sung Kong, I'm unsure. I'm unsure. I'm unsure. I'm hoping that I can see him in something else soon that, you know, changes my mind and makes me realize like, okay, no, it's the bad writing for sure. Um, and it's not him at all. But I don't know. I don't know. And Min Young, 
she could save this one for me. And she saved a lot for me in the past. Like she has pulled me into stuff that I didn't think I was going to be into. But she's not, she was not enough for this drama. She was not enough. As beautiful as she is, she was not enough. So yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> so forecasting was dropped. Um, 39 forecasting were dropped for totally different reasons. Um, so I don't want you to think that the reasons that I dropped forecasting was the same reason I dropped 39. No, totally different reasons. Um, but I know I know people are still watching 39 and enjoying it. And I'm, I wish I was you. You know, I really, I really do. Forecasting, not so much. I don't know who's watching forecasting. Um, if you're watching forecasting, let me know. Because honestly, like, is there a way someone can kind of really talk me into like, what are the key points that like, okay, you may not like this, but you should really like this. Because... I, I'm. I wish there. Were, I wish I liked it. I want to. I want to watch Min Young. Like, why wouldn't I want to watch anything she's in? So, you know, if you can convince me of anything, I'm listening. I really am. Um, but yeah, that's all the dramas that I wanted to talk about today in this kind of ramblings and musings episode. And I, I know it was a lot. And like I said, it was going to be a super long episode because I had a lot to catch you out all up on. Because again, this was kind of like my spring break. I got a lot of, I got a chance to like catch up and start stuff and kind of like, you know, finish things. So I had a lot to kind of bring to you on a a little platter and I hope you enjoyed my little, um, little buffet here that I presented to you. Um, I don't know what's next as far as my next episode. I know we're getting into the kind of mid-March, end of March, where some more new dramas that I was hoping to start are going to be starting. So I think we're going to have some more first impressions coming up. I didn't do any midpoints for some, you know, any of these dramas that I kind of am counting this as like a midpoint, you know, um, impressions or review for some of those dramas that I am currently, you know, in the midpoint of. So I didn't do that. Um, but I do know for 2521, I'm going to be doing a, a overall, I mean, not overall, like a final, because I got stuff to say about 2521. And like I said, business pro- pro- proposal, love it to pieces. Um, and I don't know, military prosecutor Doberman, I, like I said, I'm completely caught up with that drama, um, you know, against my better judgment. And I'm wondering now, like, <sighs> what other people are thinking, like people who are just as kind of upset and just, you know, disrupted like I was and watching this drama. Like, what are your thoughts? What are you planning to do with it? Or did you drop it too? Or are you kind of just like, you know, I know, but it's not, you know, the fault of the other actors and the other points of the story. You know, I don't want to know. I want to know because I... I'm a little annoyed. I'm a little annoyed when I watch it now. And I, I feel like I'm, I don't want to support the, the writer and the director at all because I feel like it was their decisions to put some of those poor things in there. And, and I don't want to really support them. So as much as I want to support my base, but I don't know if I want to support the writers and the director here. But yeah, let me know. I got, like I said, let me know. What you th- what did you think about Semantic Error? Like, did you love it? Were you just as obsessed as I was with them? Have you started Kill Hill? Are you, were you planning on starting Kill Hill? Um, is Superior Day airing once a week a no-go for you? Or are you going to wait till it completely finishes? Um, and did you watch Juvenile Justice? And what did you think about it? Um, let me know. Let me know. But that's it. That's all for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. And whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening, I hope you have a great day. So everyone, it's been real. Lola's on.